Welcome to the Making of a Thought Leader podcast. This podcast is designed to encourage entrepreneurs to build their thought leadership in a simplified and a systematic way. I'm your host Surbhi Devia, brand strategist, entrepreneur, founder of Digital Genie and also founder of chatmybio.com. I'm passionate to help fellow entrepreneurs, executives and individuals to think and thrive on their thought leadership. So grab your headset, turn up the volume and join me here to get the boost of encouragement you need to build your thought leadership every episode. Welcome to a brand new episode on the making of a thought leader podcast. In this episode, I am talking to UAE's prominent business owner Siddharth Mahendra. Siddharth is the founder and owner of Pet Corner, which is an all-inclusive pet care service brand. Siddharth is a constant learner, and you will experience his high-energy, can-do attitude even during our conversation. He's an action-oriented leader who believes in truly building his personal brand. He's one of the few entrepreneurs that I've come across who has his personal brand website and also is an active TikTok reel maker. He uses TikTok to engage his community and show his humorous side. He leads multiple businesses, leads a networking group and believes in upgrading his skills every 2 to 3 months. So let's get to hear from this dynamic individual who likes to transmit mind energy on the other side. I am your host Surbhi Devia and welcome again to this episode. Hello Siddharth, welcome to the making of a thought leader podcast. It is absolutely my pleasure to have you on board today. Thank you so much Surbhi. It's my pleasure to be here with you. Awesome. All right, we'll jump straight in. Share with the audience your background story and who you are. Sure. We had a very humble beginnings. We've been in the UAE as a family for almost 60 years. I'm born in the UAE and I've been here for 40 years. We were into the hospitality business, running hotels and restaurants. And my brother and I chose to do something very different. It was a business of being in a niche within a niche, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? So we chose the pet food distribution retail and the veterinary business and it's been a long journey of over 20 years that we've been in this business. Oh, wonderful. Wonderful. So to unpack that a little bit, you've been born and brought up in UAE and you started your business on your own with absolutely no training, formal training or experience whatsoever in the pet industry. Absolutely. And in this time and age, you know, entrepreneurs need to sharpen their impulsive and the intuitive skills and that's what we had 20 years ago we just jumped right in without training without investment without funding no seed a seed b and we just began the entrepreneurial journey yes so that impulse and you know intuitive that characteristic came in early for you and nobody was guiding you that hey as an entrepreneur you need to be intuitive and you know jump right in take the opportunities in your stride etc 
Absolutely. Being an entrepreneur in those days was not even a word. I don't think entrepreneurial or entrepreneur or multipreneur words existed. It was a businessman, businesswoman, mm. and that's it. You know what I mean? So the word has evolved from what it was before as well. So it's a journey we're all learning. We were talking a few days ago about how the trajectory of the entrepreneur is not linear. Uh, you don't progress in a linear direction. It's zigzag. And that actually kind of emanates from what you just said, that it is intuitive, it is impulsive. So you're not like predictably going in step one, step two, step three. It's like maybe step zero, and then you go in different directions, really. So in this situation, how did you stay on track? I've always believed that entrepreneurship is a journey. It's mm -hmm. it's not a destination. Mm -hmm. And along course, you're bound to fall. You're bound to trip. You're bound to hurt yourself. And you'll also successfully pass new hurdles. You'll explore new destinations. And you'll eventually enjoy the journey no matter where it takes you. Mm. So entrepreneurship is not really, I want to reach point B by so-and-so all the time. It's always right. about the journey. You might not even know where you're getting to. But because of the work you put in and the intuitiveness that you put in and the ideation that you put in and the execution that you have, it might take you somewhere. And not all entrepreneurs know where they're going. A lot more what you see in Dubai, they had a vision to build the city. Mm. But how to build the city, when to build the city, what means to use. That has, those things just happened along the way. Mm. So as an entrepreneur, you know, you always keep changing your strategies from time to time. Yeah. I'm just curious to know why you were changing and iterating your entrepreneurship journey. Did you have any strong systems in place? Say one is the technology, other could be people. So was that something foundationally that you did that helped you not go off course or not go like way off course? So I'll give you a few pointers on the journey and, and what are key elements to entrepreneurship, according mm -hmm. to me, in my experience. Number one, I've always stated that you've got to be razor focused. Mm. You know, people say focused, but I've added the word razor focused. Mm. The moment you sleep, on the left or the right or the front or the back, you get cut. But you've got to be ready for that cut. The world is full of distractions. And mm. the one who really finds his or her ikigai is the one who runs straight and gives it the best. Imagine you're in a marathon. You don't have the time to look left or right or back. You have to just look front. You have to focus where you want to go. You know, It doesn't matter whether you come first, second, third, but you've got to go there. And second of all, lots of entrepreneurs are busy making business plans. They're just busy making business plans to raise funds. And, and very few entrepreneurs are actually working on their intuition. Very few people are working on their gut feeling. You know, you've got to be flexible. You've got to be adaptable. You've got to adapt to change. That's the only constant thing. You've got to change strategies based on different circumstances. You're always up against different circumstances. So change is the only constant. You know, seek mentorship. There are a lot of people shy away and say, why do I need a mentor? I know it all. I've done it all. I've experienced it. It's been 20 years, it's been 30 years. Why do I need a mentor? And for me, there is no shame in being vulnerable. You know, there's no shame in being accountable to someone else. Even if that person is outside your industry, even if that person is an unknown to you. There are so many times we're in a networking group of unknown people, but you still are vulnerable to them. So if you're not vulnerable, you'll never gain. And you lose course many a times. But when you have an accountable partner, it's a self-reflection of where you're going. So consider your accountable partner as your mirror. So if you don't right. have a mirror, you don't know how you look. 
So this is another way I see how to be on course. One of the biggest or the best tips is you build a smarter team. Yeah. Now, what do I mean by smarter? You know, everybody says I work hard. Great, you can work hard, but you've got to have a, a team which is even more hardworking than you, even more smart working than you. So mm-hmm. they've got to outperform your skills as an entrepreneur so that your business grows. You can't have people of the same caliber as you or the same thought process as you. You need people beyond you. It's it's tricky, it's challenging, but it works for me. So I've always kept people who are who have always made them believe that they're smarter than me. Mm-hmm. I've got a few more points. Network around people who probably are beyond you in terms of skills, experience, status, strategies, mindset. You know, they say that if you're around millionaires, you'll eventually become one. And if you're, on, if you're around multimillionaires, you'll become a multimillionaire. If you're around billionaires, you'll become a billionaire. Surrounding yourself around these social networking groups mm. will really keep you on course. Because if you think you're drifting away, somebody will give you a reality check. Hey, mm. listen, you're still a pond. You're still a small frog in a huge pond. So networking really helps. And I've also promised myself that I'll upgrade my skills every two, three months. By skills, what do I mean? I can attend various workshops for people training, well-being training, mindset training, industry mm-hmm. trade shows, educating myself on new strategies, take on an MBA, take on a PhD, you know, learning Arabic. For me, being in the UAE for all these years, learning Arabic or another language is so important yeah. because you've got a mix of nationalities that are coming into the True. UAE. And lastly, I've said self-care and well-being. I've always believed in this, that a healthy mind, healthy body helps you maintain a healthy work-life balance. So these yes. are a few points that I've I've put together in my mind and I always focus on these things. And then that's how I push myself every day. Yes, when you were saying all these seven, eight points that you were mentioning, it felt like going through a lot of self-help books. And I'm curious to know whether you read and where did you like, you know, adapt these from eventually? You probably had this strong gut feeling and then you jumped into it. But over a period of time, it's very clear that you have thought clearly how you want to progress. I despise reading books. I I believe I'm a book in itself. I like to listen to audiobooks. I like mm. to look to videos, watch videos, inspirational videos, podcasts. It was interesting. I was reading some books to my son last night and I fell asleep. So it's been with me since since my school days that if I read a book, I fall asleep. Luckily, in today's technology and today's times, we have podcasts, videos, there are multiple ways of communication other than reading a book. But Absolutely. yes, I, I do listen and I do watch. I think it kind of reflects from what you said. If you are surrounded by millionaires, you become a millionaire. So if you're surrounded by great thinkers, your thought yes. process also clarifies that. way. So it is interesting. One of the things that really hit a home run for me during our past conversation is the mindset bit of it. And I know you touched upon right now, like, you know, self-care, the last point that you said, the self-care and mindset. But I think what we you were talking earlier was because you had this opportunity, like you are 40 years old and you've done business and you had this opportunity to see your parents and your family in business, you had this comparative viewpoint. So I wanted to touch base on that, extending from your last point on mindset and share with me what you think about the way businesses were run and the way businesses are run right now in terms of their mindsets. 
Right. Very good question. Like I said, everything is evolving. Everything mm-hmm. changes from time to time. So there's no precedent that you can take back and say, this was done great 20 years ago. Let me follow the same pattern 20 years later. Great example of where you're living in the UAE. Something that could be taboo yesterday is now law today and is acceptable tomorrow. So that's the kind of transition and that's the kind of change that we're going through. It's a transformation. It's an evolution. So as part of a business family, I mean, my my mom's side was was quite strong into the business side back home in India. And, and I think that my brother and I have picked up a lot of entrepreneurial skills, business skills from the family. And I would say that the mindset has to keep changing because circumstances are changing. Right. And I'm going to bring the point about abundance versus scarcity, because at that point in time, you know, 50, 60, 80 years, 100 years ago, people were fighting for survival. Mm. People were not fighting for abundance or they were, they were just trying to live through scarcity. Today, we are privileged to be around abundance. Mm. So even ideas, ideation, creation, execution, this is abundance, which back then you had a few people who would get into business. And a lot more people would get into jobs because they wanted to follow somebody. Mm. Today, as an entrepreneur, you've got to take the leap. You know, back in the day, they used to say, look before you leap. Now I say, just leap anyway. (laughs) And then explore what happens. So that's the biggest change. And coming back to abundance today, you're surrounded by things that used to be a need, but Mm. now it's a want. So whatever was your need before is now is no longer luxury. For example, you know, internet, it's not a luxury anymore. Yeah. Mobile phones, not a luxury. A nice house is also not a luxury anymore. Right. You know, nice cars, a great paying job, large parks, gyms, buildings, pretty much a bunch of things, you know. So mm. so that, that whole mindset has changed. And yes, having our, our parents definitely makes us realize how things have changed and how they're changing with us too. So that's the best part. Their experience matters. With time and maturity comes experience. So that's what we gather from them. And then we add our elements of intuition and gut. And that's how we we move on. That's wonderful. And it is a very different perspective. Now, I'm going to shift gears a little bit here. And on this episode and on this podcast, we talk about thought leadership. We encourage entrepreneurs to build their thought leadership. And I know you have done so many things around that area. So I want you to inspire other listeners who are entrepreneurs here to build their thought leadership. Right. Thought leadership for me is is built over time. Mm-hmm. It takes time. It takes resilience. It takes experience. And there are so many other factors that help you become a thought leader. For example, I'm heading up a networking organization where I have people who are aged between their probably late 20s, early 30s, until mid 60s and just to lead a group of diverse people with different skill sets different mindsets different experiences different cultures egos you know Mm. there's so much of variation that happens that each day that I am I feel there's a lot more that I'm learning throughout my journey and at this point in time I am trying my best to to mentor to coach younger entrepreneurs so that they find their ikigai they find their purpose in life mm. like i said we are born into abundance and and people lose their way because mm. they want to do everything 
They want to be a car dealer. They want to be a real estate agent. They want to be an investor. They want to be an angel investor. They want to be an employee. I love to go on talks to different corporate offices where I can embody what I believe through my experience. Mm -hmm. And of course, every two to three months, I work on myself. So like, for example, I did a neuro-linguistic programming course where I'm now a qualified coach. So we've got to work with replacing a lot of words. Mm. You know, when we were young, you know, we always used to think about jealousy as bad or competition as good, you know, stuff like that. Like you could replace these words of being jealous to being inspired. Mm. It just changes the whole concept of bad to good, you know, competition to collaboration. Mm. I've never thought competition is bad anyways. So I always think of how to compete in a better way. And that is to collaborate with the person who is number one. Mm. Because the person who's number one in his business or in life will always continue to be number one. Mm-hmm. People persuaded to be number one will always be behind the number one because they're always catching up to the number one. So rather than running in a race, you might as well collaborate with them because you know they're already up there. So maybe you'll get a small little nugget out of their learning or their experience and you can add it into your business. So yes, thought leadership for me is built along the way. There's a lot of information that people have. They want to retain. But the point of living life is not to retain, is to offer, is to give. Mm -hmm. So I believe that I'm here to offer my wisdom, education, experience to people who need it. Because people who need it are people who want to help themselves. Right. So you can only help someone if they want to be helped. Mm. So we have social media. We've got different platforms, you know, blogs. We're doing a podcast now. You know, you're educating people in the unknown because there's a lot more in the unknown than there is in the known. You know, like I said, leap anyway. So let's leap anyway in the unknown. You don't know what's going to happen. So let's leap. You Mm. you don't want to these thoughts about regretting that I didn't take the jump. You know, Mm. ideas. What's free in today's life? It's not even air. It's advice. You could get a bunch of advice, a bunch of ideas, but what really counts is execution. So for me, thought leadership is much more than just talking for the sake of talking. You've got to <laughs> add value. You've got to create. You've got to create an abundance mindset in everybody's mind. Right, right. And I think what you just said, right, like the the nature of giving is so important in any kind of leadership because we are talking about thought leadership and primarily, you you know, you have invested so much in yourself, building your thought processes. And now that you're giving, it multiplies, like the giver's mindset is always the multiplier effect. Also, it's like a win-win situation because when you are sharing what you know and what you learn, you remember it better, you imbibe it better into your system as well. So that is a real powerful point. One other thing that I'm very impressed about is your own personal branding website. Like I keep telling all the clients that I work with or even the entrepreneurs that I come across that, look, you need to have your brand out there. Even if you're not using your own, like or building your own website, use social media and all of the other platforms to build your thought leadership and personal brand. So talk to us on how did you think about having a personal brand website? Cool. Yeah, good uh, good question because uh, the website for me, again, and I keep telling my family about this. I said, don't wait for someone to give you the gratitude. 
don't wait for someone to say hey you've done a good job because by the time you wait for people they'll never come so it's best you give yourself self gratitude it's time that you give yourself the merit that hey listen i've built so many things along the way so my website was really a reflection of what i did it it's not really for you know a perspective to show people that hey listen i've i've arrived i've made it no it was more of telling myself i have done so many things in 20 years which people of my age probably wouldn't have done so here is your self gratitude moment i look at the website i feel proud of it because at the end of the day we've we've built an ecosystem we're not just we're not just feeding one person by paying a salary in my office we're feeding families we're feeding an ecosystem we're feeding an industry mm. so so the website is more of self gratitude and appreciation that's one of the things people miss is celebrating their milestones right for me i don't think celebrating my milestone is my age or my wealth for me celebrating milestone is the next thing that i have achieved in my professional life yeah. you could have parties every day but you don't set up a business every day you could have wins in your personal life probably because you got a social status but when it comes to your entrepreneurship journey there are very few occasions that you actually create value or there's right. very few occasions where you actually can celebrate that success so journey of an entrepreneur you've got to be extremely resilient you've got to be extremely grounded and i tell my team i said guys tell me something when you guys are awake mm. during work hours what do you think i do and they said sir you're working i'm like yeah that's true while you're working i'm working So I said okay tell me the times when you guys sleep at night what do you think I'm doing And the answer is still the same you're working mm. So as an entrepreneur you're working all day long whether they're sleeping you're working whether they're working whether they're awake you're still working So it's like the army Yeah why is the army looked upon as the greatest because while you're asleep they're keeping you safe so this is what we do So I give myself a badge even if I'm not given the badge but I give myself the badge to say hey listen you've arrived here's your website you've achieved this and kudos to you so this is my mindset and why i developed a website for myself that's nice i think in <clears throat> digital agent space you build that perception before people can actually meet meet you and also once you have done all of this it is almost like keeping like a logbook of your achievements to showcase so i think that is a very important reason why individuals must think about investing in personal brand so what is personal right now i think everything is so transparent and i believe in two things vulnerability and mm. transparency mm. so i'm coming back to the point of giving if you can't be vulnerable and you can't be transparent because people will judge you anyways whether mm. you're there or you're not there so you might as well speak out what you feel i was telling my team i said guys if you guys have questions even if they're stupid questions stupid questions are always welcome first before intelligent questions because if you think they're intelligent questions that's your perception it mm. could be stupid to me yeah. it could be stupid to okay. the winner is the person who asks the question not sits back and he thinks oh i should have asked oh no it's not answered because unanswered questions they will go in your grave so ask questions no matter where what whom because the worst thing that can happen to you is, is if you don't ask those questions you will never have them answered number 1 and you'll always live in that guilt throughout okay. your life 
True. Absolutely. This has been such a phenomenal discussion, Sadat. Thank you for sharing and giving to all of us what you know. I think it proves the point as well. So before I let you go, tell us about where people can connect with you. Of course, I've already mentioned your personal website and so I'm going to put that link. Do you think people can connect with you on LinkedIn? Is that a better place? Right. So you can connect with me on LinkedIn. I'm pretty much available on TikTok as well. I started Uh posting some videos. Um, I've got a very funny side to me, I suppose. I try and bring them out because I feel like doing the video. The videos might make sense sometimes. The videos might talk about job uh, openings. The videos might talk about my life. The videos might talk about abstract things. So some of my friends say that, Sid, you're very unique in a weird way. Or they would say you're weird in a unique way. (laughs) You know, one of the things, you can connect with me on LinkedIn, on TikTok, on Instagram, on email, on my website, sadatmahindra.com. And I'll be happy to talk to you. I'll be happy to have an engagement with you at any point in time. I'm always open for these things. Wonderful, wonderful. And all of these links will be mentioned in the show notes below. So do have a look. And thank you so much again, Siddharth. Thank you very much for today's podcast. Really appreciate this. The first step to build your thought leadership is with a powerful professional personal bio. Personal bios can be used on LinkedIn as a summary, on your website, or it can be shared with others as your introduction on a public platform. If you do not have a fantastic personal bio which talks volumes about your professional experience and your expertise, help is around. JotMyBio is a done-for-you professional bio writing service that showcases the best of your unique self. Visit JotMyBio.com, that is J-O-T-M-Y-B-I-O.com today and get yourself a unique handcrafted personal bio. I truly appreciate you joining me on the podcast today and to stay updated on the latest episodes, make sure you have subscribed to the Making of a Thought Leader podcast on your favorite podcast player. See you next time.